Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs is joined by dairy farmer Martin Connachton, who gives insight into his use of once-a-day milking to manage spring workload. Okay, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy. So this week, um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, well, mainly talking with Martin Connachton in uh, Newtown Cashel in County Longford about milking once a day for the spring um, for a period just to manage workload. So I'm just going to briefly show a slide initially um, in relation to work that was completed by Emer Kennedy in relation to uh, milking once a day. So I'll just share this here first, and then we'll start having a chat with Martin at that stage. So thanks, Martin, for coming on today. Appreciate no you coming on. So milking once a day to manage spring workload. So we've we did a little bit on on Martin's namesake, Eamon Connachton, who's milking full time once a day um, in January uh, as part of the Once a Day Conference. Um, but there's also work being done here in Moor Park in relation to once a day in the early lactation stage and also late lactation and the impact that that has on overall production, et cetera. But it's all been driven by a workload management piece. So this is just a summary slide from Emer's work in relation to the once a day. Uh, so you can see that after 35 weeks of, of lactation where they compared once a day for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks versus twice a day, that you can see that once a day, four weeks is um, intermediate in terms of yield versus twice a day. And then is very similar in terms of yield versus uh, once a day, six and once a day, eight. And milk solids wise, similarly speaking, they're kind of similar between the once a day four and uh, twice a day. And then the other two uh, once a day treatments are on similar part to the once a day four. So generally speaking, what we'd be suggesting to people is that the kind of the treat four weeks of once a day is kind of your ma maximum time length or most appropriate time length to get the balance right between the labor management piece and also Get not uh, having excesses uh, loss of, of production. So it's I suppose you can see all the bits and pieces that Emer has in here, but it's important to highlight this last point here, is that the, the, in this trial, the cows were all put in once a day and kept on once a day for four weeks, no matter what, way, what date they calved, basically, to look at the impact on production. Whereas at farm level, as Martin will be highlighting here, the first cow that calved on Martin's farm was, is obviously going to do the full length of once a day period until they decide to go back twice a day. Whereas obviously the cows that maybe milk one or two are calved two or three days prior to um, to the switch back to twice a day will also will go back on twice a day when the rest of the herd goes. So the whole herd won't be on once a day for that period of time. And that would mean that at farm level, the impact in terms of solids, which as you can see here on this trial, was only, um, and, and it's just important to point out now that this is 35 weeks of lactation, this isn't the full lactation, um, that there was only 10 kgs of a difference in, in between those two groups. So very minimal and even less at farm level as a result of the fact that not all cows are going to be on once a day for the full period of time. So as I said, um, Emer has covered that already. So what, what I wanted to do today, I suppose, is to get the farmer's viewpoint and the benefits of it. So uh, as I said, I'm joined by Martin and Martin is farming in County Longford um, with his dad and his fiance Neve. And the, Martin, I suppose you have a, a full and interesting story to tell in that you're milking once a day currently and you were milking four times a day a couple of uh, years ago. So. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, you were you've done a, a spell in Saudi Arabia milking out there, so a very intensive kind of production system over there. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, we were milking four times a day, 12,000 cow farm. Um, high yielding cows, the farm average was 44 litres a day. Um, I went out there in 2016, February 2016, and then land came available at home, beside the home farm uh, in late 2020 and or early 2020. And we took it and started to develop it. And then I came home for the heifer's cabin in February 21. So, and you've also, as well as this is your first year, actually full time, full spring calving. You were, you've transitioned back from kind of um, a winter milk kind of scenario slash all yeah, year round. Dad, dad would have kind of been all year round calving or winter milking as well. And there last uh, spring when I came home, we were still, we were milking twice a day because we had, stale cows we had autumn calvers we had a few empty cows still floating about the farm and they were all been milked so there was no real point in doing once a day because we were we were milking twice a day anyway for them cows so um then this year we transitioned across to full spring calving and we just decided we'd try once a day neve was telling me that emer kennedy's research says there was very little difference in milk production so we says we'd try it and, and um, how many cows have you to calve this year now? Uh, 127, I think. Okay, uh, and, and that's, not too, that's nearly kind of your target number is around the 130, 140. Yeah, is it? yeah. yeah the two, between 130 and 140 is where we'll probably sit all along, but we're just slightly under it this year now. Okay. Well, um, we just said we'd do it anyway. We're calving fairly intense in the first three weeks, so to, with a lot of calves on farm, trying to get them going and everything we says we'll try the once a day just to free up time in the evenings and that instead of running around chasing our tail sort of yeah so the motivate i will say i suppose what i probably want to get from you for other people like there's a proportion of people are doing what you're doing um the and and you obviously made the decision to go and do that this year for the first time so we'll say cell count is something that's a big concern for people in relation to this how have you found, no, I, I know you don't get many uh, cell count results at this time of year because you're maybe on three, four day collections, but cell count is going well with you. Yeah, um, we, we've only sent three load and we've got three results for it. Um, it kind of fluctuated from 107 to 142, I think. So um, I wasn't that concerned about the, the cell count really because we did once a day uh, just before dry off last winter and the cell count went all right. I know the cows were drying off and that, but we we weren't really concerned about the cell count. Um, any cow that would have been a problem cow that we would know about, we dipped the clusters with paracetic acid after just to stop cross contamination. Anyway, so <clears throat> yeah, very good. And in relation to the actual benefits, then we'll say I know talking to you yesterday, you were saying that last year there was. Uh, I, I won't say pandemonium but like there was a lot going on in the farm because oh, well, of different yeah. groups and uh, you had 70 heifers calving down as you were transitioning to your spring milk situation yeah so that that was a pressure cooker kind of situation but comparing last year to this year even though it mightn't be a fair comparison in terms of the decision to go once a day like is it something that you'll continue into the future oh yeah definitely I'd say um, we'll definitely do once a day anyway for the first month every year from now on it seems to be working very well like um cows seem very happy on it uh seem to recover very quick after calving as well like um i i'd have no issues near at all with it really i, I think it's a mighty job like 
and it frees up a lot of time like especially if like this time of the year if you're able to get cows out during the day and that like it gives you a savage scope there like you can do your jobs in the middle of the day and then just take in your cows in the evening and feed your calves and you're done like it's it's a mighty job like and um, from the point of view of actually feeding the calves, then you're obviously collecting all the milk in the morning. You heating up the milk then in the afternoon, um, or what? Yeah, the the heifer calves are kept on milk for the first four or five days, or the dairy heifers, and then they're put on the milk replacer, so they can kind of be fed at any stage. And then any <clears throat> antibiotic milk or high cell count milk or whatever. Um, that's collected and we keep it there and we have a milk heater then and we feed that to bull calves and we do that if, if we have enough then we'll have to put a batch on milk replacer as well like but try and keep them on whole milk if we can bulls <clears throat> and you were saying as well um, there that you'll do it for a month are you going to be very fixed in that or will you be flexible in terms of when you re- return to the twice a day uh, we probably will do it for the month just the way the cows seem to be the projection for calving is going this year but if the cows calve down quicker and the mad burst of calving was over you could go back earlier like there's no fixed i said i'm doing a month i'm doing a month like we next week like we could decide right it's slowed down well we can we can go back twice a day and there'd be no issue like you know yeah so your main driver for doing it was obviously to free up time and you think it's really delivered in that sense oh, oh definitely yeah and, definitely and um, from the point of view of um we'll say you're, you're dead and yourself for there together obviously like so some people might say wasn't there plenty of help in the air like why 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 bother with it like but do you think there are added benefits to it then around the labor like you said the cows have settled quite well into it oh uh, yeah oh there is yeah like you, you probably you would manage like milking them twice a day too but there's extra stress with that like if if you have a bad day with calves not drinking and that like you get wound up fairly quick but like um no i don't know he he would have been kind of old school you milk twice a day 12 hour intervals and when we said it to him we'd try it he was all for it and we tried it and he even he sees benefits to it like as well he's he's not wishing like we didn't do it or and he's, yeah. he's happy enough with it like yeah, like it's just um, like how many? What's it? Your expected six-week calving rate, r- roughly speaking, like for the coming year, for this year, eighty-one percent. Eighty-one percent. So that's a lot of like you've had ninety, and a lot of half of that is coming probably in the first three weeks anyway. So or more. Yeah. So um, you're you're busy with calves at the minute anyway as well, like. Oh yeah, yeah. We've, I think there there's over seventy calves there now at the minute, so um, it's hectic enough, but. What, the pressure kind of goes off when the calves get a couple of days old with them like once they get strong enough that they can go on a milk bar feeder it's just kind of feed them then it's there's no real standing over them making sure they're drinking you can just kind of watch them at a distance or if you know what i mean yeah but it, it gives you more once a day it gives you more time and right. that kind of fine-tune cow health and make sure your calves are right like in bed and sheds and I don't know you do you just you're not under any major major pressure like you it frees your day up completely that you can you can focus on other jobs like and um just you said about the grass management side of things there as well now are you out day and night or are you just uh, out yeah day? we went out a uh, day from the first of February and we um we're only in one day 
one wet day since. Uh, we tried letting them out one night, but it, it worked grand, yeah. But the weather has been kind of catchy at night with us, so we just keep it simple, just give them half their allocation and silage in the shed and let them out the next morning then for a couple of hours. Yeah, because you've probably been getting more rain actually up in the west than we've been getting down here so far anyway. Yeah, so. I don't know. It, it, the weather has just been funny. Like It's been kind of stormy, windy, rainy sort of weather. And, um, and a, good, do, a good deal cooler than Saudi as well, it's a... I, uh, <laughs> you'd want the coat all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, I suppose one of the concerns that people often have in relation to it is we'll say cows leaking milk onto the cubicles and stuff like that. Is that something that you've seen and and is, we'll say what way do you feel about it? Like, Well, yeah, there is that going on. Like when, when the cows are in at night, like when you go down to the shed to take them out in the morning, like you will see... Like, especially the earliest calving ones, they'll be well full of milk. Like, they'll be starting to run the milk. But um, I wouldn't be overly concerned about, like, sure, if you were autumn calving and you had a high yielding herd to be doing it too. Like, when you go down in the middle of December, you'd have your cows leaking milk on the cubicles. We'd have, we'd have a very young herd now too with all the heifers that was calved this year and last year as well. So... Mastitis hasn't touched wood so far, been a, a problem. So I, I wouldn't see it line the cubicles well and keep them clean, sort of. That'd be. Yeah, okay, very good. Um, <clears throat> and as uh, so you've 70 cows calved and out of 127, um, we'll say, as I was saying there a minute ago, are you thinking, have you kind of thought about coming going back a bit sooner? Like I was saying to you yesterday, I've been talking to a number of other people that are practicing the one today in early season and they're just beginning to go back there now as well at the moment. Well, we were just looking at the calving projection last night on the herd app and uh, next week is a busy week again. So we'll get that one over us and we might make a call on it then. Yeah. But um, it kind of slows down well after, I think, next, next Thursday or Friday. So... If you got a couple of days after that and the calves and that had settled in and been fed, you could switch back over handy enough. Like, Yeah, so you're probably looking at the 1st of March. And... Yeah, well, we probably, probably will end up that we'll just let it run to the 1st of March and just for the first year and see how we go. But as I say, at any stage, you could just start the parlour in the evening. Like, there's no fixed yeah. to keep at it. Like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose just to summarise it then, like... Um... Obviously, kind of nothing to compare it with, maybe in terms of the potential losses of milk that people might be worried about. But it's obviously, as you said there yourself and Eve have been looking at what Emer had done, and you were seeing that there was no major concern about it. No. Like you're, you're very happy with the way the cows are yielding currently. Um, oh, definitely. And even like last year when we calved down the seventy heifers, we had a bit of a problem there. After well, it wasn't really a problem either, but. You know, the way heifers wouldn't just drop milk for oh, the first yes. couple of milkings. When you put them on once a day, they, they seem to settle into it better. The milk letdown is a lot better with it. I, well, personally, I think that anyway. But. Yeah, I'd say there's possibly been a merit in what you're saying. The distress of going into the parlour for the first time is is can be a problem for heifers, obviously. And the fact that they're only doing it once in the day as opposed to twice in the day yeah, um, is possibly a, a factor in it as well. Like so, Then um, the other side of it, I suppose, is... Um, just if you were to if you were to be an advocate for for once a day, what would you say to people like we'll say there's like like you said there now your father was old school in terms of you milk twice a day, that's just what he did. Mm. But then when you introduce when you introduced the idea of going once a day for a period, 
he wasn't that uh, against it like either. Well, so. when we said it to him first, it was kind of like, <laughs> you're joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, he was calving all year round. And when we went fully spring calving this year, I suppose he got a bit of a land to how fast calves were dropping. Yeah. So it kind of it became more of a right will do it sort of a situation. A lot, a lot changed like in the last two years with the farming system here. Yeah. And that, so it's all kind of new to him and us as well. Like, so we're just trying and see how it goes. And sure, if it doesn't work, we won't do it again. But so far, we're happy enough anyway. Like, very good. Um, and uh, I suppose finally, the, the, the whole piece around the the mastitis control are you doing anything more in the parlor in the morning when you are milking in order to keep on top of it or is it just you, a normal you'd strip routine? out the cows uh every cow would be stripped out just to make sure uh there's no cruds or that but um apart from dipping the high cell counters with paracetic acid after their milk to stop cross contamination um no there'd be nothing teeth spread them well when they're going out that'd be pretty much it we'll do a milk recording there on paddy's day hopefully when with more cab than that and settle in and see how the how the thing is going then. And when you say you're dipping the high cell counters there, you said it earlier as well, Sat, and I meant to pick up on it. Are they just the cows that you had identified as high cell count last year until yeah. you get a cell count for them yeah, now? Yeah, there, there was cows in the herd like running at, oh, it could be around 350 or that. And we tried treating them last year to get it to come down, but didn't come down anyway. And Instead of culling them out of the herd, we just, when we milk them, we just cluster dip that cluster before moving on to the next one. And there's a tape, they're all taped in the parlor on their tail, so you, you can identify them quickly when they come in, like, you know, blue tape, right, we have to dip her. And, and even last year, without the ones today, we were having a cell count problem kind of earlier on in the year. And when we started dipping the cows, Within two months, it had dropped like from two hundred thousand back down under hundred. Like it was incredible the drop it took. Like yeah, it stopped. It cut the the spread basically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you're just as as a matter of routine at the moment. Any of those cows that were problems last year, they have the blue tape on their tail still, and you're yeah. still dipping them. Yeah. You're not doing anything with them, the te- the CMT test pedal or anything as cows are calving or around the time of calving. Well, we, we bought the the stuff for CMT testing, but <laughs> hasn't yeah. just made its way out with the out with the shade. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, but sure, I suppose in fairness with the, the cell count that you said there at the 107 or 108, like it's not you obviously on top of things. And I think um were you saying you did a bit of selective last year as well, did you? Yeah, we did selective dry cow therapy on um Basically, Anton that hadn't got mastitis and had five milk recordings of a cell count under, uh, was it 80,000? Um, they all got sealer alone, and uh, there was 20, 20 odd ones of them done, I think. Okay. And um, some of them have calved already, and no issue with them doing no mastitis, like straight back into the tank. Like it was very good. And um, that was just, was that your first year trying it? Yeah, first year trying it, yeah. Very good. Um, Sure, with calving the 70 heifers, it was a good year to do it. Like, first lactation animals, we said we'd, we'd take the stab at. And we the only thing that we did different was when the cows are dry, we lined and cleaned the cubicles twice a day. Okay. Uh, like, first thing in the morning, last thing at night. And whether that had any effect on it either, I don't know. But we just did it as a rule of thumb. And that was unselective. The cubicles are done twice a day when they were dry. 
Okay, very good. The whole way through or just in the, the whole way through? Yeah. through okay. The whole way through, went through yeah. <clears throat> okay. Very good. So I suppose as uh, I was kind of starting it there a minute ago, to, in, in summary, if you were to kind of give a couple of sentences to people as to why they should consider once a day from your perspective, having done it so far for this year, what would you say? Well, sure. Everyone is trying to calve tighter and tighter like now and labour is becoming a serious issue on farm and like it's grand been really really busy and under pressure but you have to have a life too like especially if you're higher in labor and they kind of like you're higher in labor they don't want to be in the yard at 10 o'clock at night like yeah and like you have to be realistic about the thing too going forward so the cow got a break the man needs a break sort of thing and uh, just out of interest in Martin as well, from the Saudi situation where you were doing the four times a day, like we'll say, obviously you had a big team of people that you were working oh, yeah. with or maybe managing even. Um, like you obviously got time off, uh, like you weren't working 24 hours a day there, were you? Uh, the way it worked when you go to Saudi was uh, you'd work six weeks on and then you'd be flew home for a fortnight off. Uh, but when, when you were on the ground in Saudi, you're six weeks on, it was six six weeks straight like you do your seven days a week six weeks but the, the length of the day then was uh length of the day was six to six and some some farms out there operated on a night shift thing where you do say a fortnight on night shift and then yeah. you do the last month before you come home you do it on day shift but i was lucky enough now the farm i was on we just had day shift started at six in the morning finished at six in the evening and unless now there was something big going on like vaccinations or whatever miscellaneous jobs you'd like your time was set out fairly well six to six like yeah, yeah. the odd day you'd have your exception like yeah of course yeah and sure look that's that's the nature of farming but i oh, suppose yeah. the, the the point is that your the yard is more or less shutting down for for well okay maybe there was other people working yeah well, night, night shift kicked yeah. on after six yeah. o'clock but yeah uh, it's a different scenario but from, yeah, an, yeah. from an irish context like we should be targeting that. Why? Why should it be any different for any other industry that you can be? Well, especially like when, like a, I wouldn't say we're losing any great liters or volume, or that with what we're doing now at the minute. And I'd say when we do go back twice a day, the cows will kick over to fairly handy. Like might take a day or two of a transition, but I don't see us having a problem with it. Like. Yeah, and what's again, Emer has highlighted that in her research as well. That there's it's almost immediate to return to twice a day, they go back on par with the other twice a day cows in the study yeah. that she has done. So, um, a win win situation. So, in, in summary, basically, is yeah, that... yeah, oh, I definitely recommend it now, but Very trying good. to convince some of the old schoolers <laughs> it might be hard, like, but sure, I suppose it's just getting people to think about the idea even is is part of it oh, like yeah. yeah and it's a very good point you make actually about if you had a winter milk cart they're going to be leaking on cubicles as well like oh yeah being milk twice a day like so yeah 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 so um look uh thanks very much martin for coming on i really appreciate you i'll thank james dunn and uh, neve for, for starting you out for me <laughs> to, me to <laughs> i appreciate you very much taking time out i know it's like it's still busy in the morning time there to, between <laughs> milking and getting cows uh, calves fed so Thanks for coming on. No um, I hope people got some benefit from from uh, hearing what you had to say. So, um, thanks uh, to everyone for tuning in today. We'll be back next week. We're going to do a little bit of a grazing update next week in terms of where we're sitting with grass at the moment. 
Uh, as Martin has said, their conditions are a little bit trickier, I suppose. They were fantastic for January, a bit more tricky for the month of February. So where we're at with grass will be what we'll be looking at. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again, Martin. No really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and thanks for listening.